0: I'm Arlen Hamilton, and I'm an investor. In 2015, I launched Backstage Capital, a venture capital fund, after experiencing food and housing insecurity for most of my life. I wanted to invest in companies led by founders who were women, people of color, and LGBTQ, just like me. I have invested in more than 150 companies since 2015 and growing. I started Your First Million to understand what it was like to make your first million dollars, get your first million fans or downloads, and to see if there was a common thread between us all. Join me as I talk to people from all walks of life about how they got where they are, what they learned on the way, and where they're going. And for those of you who are wondering, yes, I made my first million. <laughs> Let's talk about it.
1: They slept on me, but now they walk. Cause I got a million. Fresh out the mud, but I'm clean and so because I got a million. I got my first million. I got my first
0: Welcome back to your first million. It's Arlen. So glad to have you back. I am I told you, hey, in our two-year anniversary episode, I told you there's gonna be new episodes kicking off today and just going, going, going. Um, Really had a great conversation with Dan from Spora Health, who we've invested in at Backstage Capital, my investment firm. I invested in him uh, along with Backstage in 2020 and um, just great condensed episode. Uh, I was running late, and so we didn't get enough time together, but a ton of information packed into this conversation, a lot of insight, very thoughtful process that Dan has, and just have loved uh, getting to know him. He raised $4 million. They just launched the product a few weeks ago in Florida, as you'll get to see. Um, but it's just really, really intriguing And something that you will no doubt hear more and more about over the next several months and years. And uh, I feel like when I'm talking to Dan, I'm talking to a future tech titan, and I don't throw that around lightly. So enjoy the episode. Um, You might want to get a brand new notebook because we got some episodes, y'all. We got an episode stack, stack, stack. If you missed any in the last few weeks, always go back. We try to keep the information as uh, timeless as possible. And um really let me know your favorites out in these internet streets. Catch me on Instagram, Arlen was here, et cetera, et cetera. I'll talk to you soon. I forgot I love your camera from that first time we talked. You got that set up. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, let's get right into it since I'm running late. Um I wanted to definitely get you on your first million. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And do you want to introduce yourself and what your company does?
1: Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Dan Miller. I'm the founder and CEO of Spora Health. We are a primary care practice for people of color, focusing on black Americans initially.
0: Very cool. And um, backstage has been invested for uh, since last year. Yep. And how long have you been working on the company, which I know is also a tech stars company?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I started working on this idea November of 2019. Mm. And, uh, the impetus was, I was noticing, um, really was looking at a, there's a, an uptick in, in sort of mindfulness and meditation products. Um, but a lot of them weren't really catering towards, um, minority populations. And, you know, back in 2019, even, you know, if you listen to a guided meditation, there's a high probability there was going to be a British accent attached to it. That's right. And, uh, but at the same time, there were a lot, there's this huge sort of consumer, uh, uptick, um, from, from black folks um, in particular. Um, and so I started to, you know, do a little research around, um, ways in which mindfulness and meditation can, uh, objectively, be um, sort of treatment interventions for things that are unique to the Black experience in the United States. So an example being like high cortisol levels that are you know this sort of transgenerational trauma, um, and those things being able to be managed you know while we're here today. And, and meditations are really good um, you know sort of uh, intervention for that. Um, but also felt that I was taking a sort of uh, scarcity mindset towards thinking about that problem scope. And wanted to like taking that approach, that idea of a sort of a culture centered, you know, treatment. Um, what's the sort of maximum that that could be? Uh, and, and arrived at primary care being, you know, an amazing intervention point um, to really start to address a lot of the inequities and disparities that exist.
0: So, if someone goes to the to the app or to the website today, first of all, where are they going to find you? And then, and then, what are they going to see when they get there? What is what is it the user experience like?
1: Yeah, so folks can find us um directly through sporthealth.com. Uh we have an amazing
0: S P O R S P
1: O R A health h e a l t h.com. Um and we have an amazing uh a really lightweight experience if you need to see a doctor same day, we can we can make that happen. There's a, there's a get care button uh and we will um you know either you can you know chat with one of our our care coordinators and we can make sure that um we find you a provider that day, um, or you can schedule out in the future, Uh, or you can download the app across um, Android or iOS, uh, and then go through the the same process. Uh, And for now, um, you know, we're recording this in June. Uh, We have a a promotion happening for uh, a Juneteenth promotion in which um, we're not charging any of our, any folks that sign up for this month for their initial consultation. So if you do need to, you know, if you have an, you know, an, an urgent issue, like you are experiencing flu-like symptoms or you just want to experience, you know, what care is like from one of our our doctors, you can sign up for free and try it out and, and we won't charge you anything.
0: And to be clear, this is for primary care. Yes. Correct. And also is this virtual or in-person or both?
1: So um, this is virtual, but we have amazing partners where we can refer out to in-network doctors uh, if you do need to actually see a doctor in person.
0: And what have you found? So kind of correlate the two you were saying, that that mental health, the, the trauma that uh, we have suffered. Um, so the how, how exactly does a primary doctor fit in? What did you find? Is it that just a lot of Black people didn't have a primary doctor to help them? refer off to specialists or what was that
1: yeah um, that was one of the the uh, issues that we've learned um, but also that a lot of folks were looking for doctors of color and uh, what you know uh, you know is described sort of uh, in the industry as, as, as race concordant care and so the the provider and and the the patient um, being of the same ethnicity yeah and and that tends to um, increase uh, the, the, the probability of more communication, more trust, which um, um, then folks sort of uh, heed the advice from their doctors and feel more comfortable and um, they have better health outcomes. Um, but really what is underlying all of this is that doctors in the United States don't have cultural competence training. It's not a part of any accreditation and largely outside of the first year of med school there isn't any sort of training around health equity at a minimum let alone cultural competence and and how to apply cultural competence when you're thinking about providing care to a patient and that was the real learning um and so it's you know we, because of that you know race concordant care is something that it works for now but it's it's a band-aid solution frankly um, and the only reason that it works is because we're we've, we have a problem around you know, not providing access to um, um, a lot of um, sort of diverse providers. But the real issue is just there isn't training on the cultural competence at all for different populations. And so we, we've learned that we needed to really solve that aspect uh, in addition to providing a, an amazing, you know, really user friendly solution for our patients.
0: So is that something that you do before a doctor? First of all, is that are you saying that the, the doctors on your site are self-identified as people of color, you know?
1: Yes, that is true. Um, Over 98%. Um, In addition to, uh, yes, we've created our, our own training curriculum for all of our doctors on how to write course we come to care for black Americans. Yeah. Uh, we're because calling you're not,
0: you're, you're not just saying sticks a, a black doctor in there and they'll know what to do. You're yep. saying that everybody needs to black, white, indifferent needs to know, actually that's like a Southern term. I shouldn't say indifferent, but um, needs to know, what to do and 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 what is that based on? Is that a very specific uh, type of training or something that you build? Yeah, out? yeah,
1: absolutely. We're calling it the sport institute. we it's proprietary. We've developed it. um we focus on um uh, specific uh, topics that we know translate to creating um, creating inequities and disparities if they're not managed. So things like um verbal communication, nonverbal communication, um, uh, maternal mortality, morbidity, uh, trauma-informed care, mm-hmm. uh, ableism, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, and so an example would be uh, if unchecked, uh, typically uh, white providers and working with a, a black patient will uh, will talk more in the appointments uh, in relation to if they're working with, a, let's say a, a white patient, um, they'll listen more and talk less. So how that wow. translates to increasing inequities is that uh, then those black patients don't feel that uh, they were able to communicate enough. Um, and that leads to less trust, which leads to um, unfortunately less sort of medical adherence and less and worse outcomes. And, and so we've created an entire module on sort of communicating the foundational uh, sort of um, understandings of these problems. Uh, and then we were also you know, focused on creating behavior change for all of our doctors uh, within these modules.
0: Hey, it's Arlen. I wanted to just break into this conversation. I'll get right back to it. I wanted to let you know that if you're listening to this in June of 2021, Cohort 3 has just been announced for July 1st, 2021. It kicks off July 1st. It is a four-week course, and uh, Cohort 1 has already ended. Cohort 2 is in full swing right now and cohort three is going to rival it. Uh, Both cohorts that I've already gone through were sold out. I warn y'all, I warn y'all, and then it sells out. And then people write to me immediately and say, can I still get in? So I want you to get in. As soon as you get signed up, uh, you'll reserve your seat by payment. It costs $1,000 to go in. It's discounted. It's a very, very high value product and and, uh, uh, program. It's a lot of on-demand content mixed with live sessions with me and guests every single uh, week for four weeks. So just a lot of value. People are coming out of this course, revitalized, knowing what they're going to do next, feeling a grand sense of conviction and and self-worth and and just having information. I mean, having the actual information, what does it take to be an investor no, you don't have to have millions. No, you don't have to have tens of thousands. You can have a couple of thousand dollars over the next two years and actually make a dent in your new portfolio startup investing. So I want you to check it out. Go to arlan.capital. That's the full URL. A R L A N dot capital. That's it. Press return. Go to it. Check it out. I will see you in class. And I, I bet you uh, cohort three will be the largest yet. Um, but we do have limited seating because we want to make sure everybody feels like they're getting a value out of it. And when we have our breakout sessions, we don't want to be too, too big on those. So Capital, you have to check it out. And this is because this is your first million. Can you talk a little bit about um, how the how the business itself is doing and, and maybe take us a little bit through your raise journey, but also through revenue?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we've uh, raised a little over four million to date. Um so we closed a um a three million seed round in, in March and a million dollars um uh, in, in November, uh, I believe, last year. Mm-hmm. Um And super, I mean, we've been around for a year and a half. Uh, I'm super grateful to have uh, amazing investors like yourself, uh, on board and, and, um, really supporting us through the space of the business as we get to the next, we are now practicing in Florida as a primary market, but we also, um, are seeing patients in Virginia. Uh, we've just closed a contract with uh, United healthcare. And so we're an in network provider, uh, for commercial populations, um, in Florida. And, um, so we just started seeing patients, um, maybe, uh, three, four weeks ago mm-hmm. now. Uh, and we're super thrilled that we've gotten to this milestone, but we're just at the beginning, uh, and we're starting to close you know, more contracts with, with payers uh, and employers as well.
0: Yeah, and that's not that's no small feat. I've I've worked with other companies who've
1: yes, yeah, it really is not. It takes a while.
0: Yeah, and so when when do you think? So if you're in Florida right now, you can check this out. Um, If you're not in Florida, can you? Is there any part of the site that you can use, or should you go on the wait list?
1: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So, for anyone, regardless of what state you're in, uh, you can sign up. Um, we have uh, proprietary um, um, sort of health risk assessments that uh, for uh, Black Americans, you know, they have higher probabilities for you know experiencing certain chronic conditions. So we we've created um, we're using machine learning algorithms, and so we have a questionnaire for folks to go through and they can understand what their risk profile is and they can share that with their provider, whether it's, you know, hopefully a sport health provider or, or otherwise. That's yeah. just one way that we want to show up in the world. Um, but if you are in, um, in the States that I mentioned, you can see our providers, um, again, everyone can access the health risk assessments. They can access, um, personalized, uh, uh, content for them based off of their their health risk assessments, uh, as well as the community to connect with other folks either in their area that are going through um, similar sort of life transitions, like you know you're uh, you know soon to be a parent or uh, a, new, a new dad. We have a new dad, new dads group uh, in Los Angeles. Um, those sorts of features are available for everyone.
0: If business and tech news shapes how we view the future of everything. How are we sure that those who lead the future have the full story when communities of color are rarely considered hubs for business, talent, and innovation? The Plug is the first journalism and insights platform examining Black tech innovation. By reporting on startups, investors, and corporate partnerships, they're creating business intelligence on the trends shaping Black innovation. Check out their data and become an annual subscriber for 15% off with the code ARLEN. A R L A N check them out at tpinsights.com. That stands for the plug insights.com. tpinsights.com. Let them know I sent you. And again because this is a business uh, podcast I'd be remiss if I didn't ask a couple of those questions. What's something that you 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 learned in the last year and a half, especially in the last few months of putting together $4 million and, and launching the product to market. What's something that maybe has surprised you or something that was like your biggest takeaway?
1: Having gone through, um, two raises over the last year and a half, I've, um, I know I've, I've got so much more perspective on this side and, It's going to sound counterintuitive for, you know, early stage founders, but um, there's a lot of emphasis and a lot of advice on really sort of truncating the fundraising process. And, and, and I understand that for creating a market. And, and, you know, as an economist, like I, I completely get that. And that makes, that makes a ton of sense, but these are also lasting relationships with individuals. Um, And so it, it, it's uh, it's really important to um, be very thoughtful in how you are spending the time that you have with investors and getting to know them, uh, the the sort of uh, vision they have for the world they want to create, uh, you know, in partnership with you and, and where your company, you and your team fit in um, because that support means a ton and is really, uh, in my opinion, uh, what is the competitive advantage is really being able to, you know, Use how, how you're able to connect with your investors to to really move mountains and create a lot of, uh, of change and shorten timelines. Like we mentioned, like potentially closing contracts with uh, an insurance company. Relationships can significantly do that, but otherwise, you're it's it's the likelihood of doing that is is, um, is low. And so, for me, I've you know, really spent a lot more time being thoughtful about, um, you know, whom we're interested in, you know, uh, taking money from and, and partnering with um, because, you know, that's a, you know, uh, we've started to see a lot of value from, you know, folks that we partnered with in you know our first round. And, and that's something that's really important for us. And we've already started to see benefit from it.
0: That's uh, actually very timely to a conversation I was having internally at backstage about value add and, And, you know, we don't always have the most money in the room for sure. We've always, it's always been an uphill climb, but a lot of founders will call us first or call us before they call the board or, you know, reach out to us and in different situations, you know, depending on the situation. And, and I was, I just think that's, that's, to me, that's more valuable than money because everybody has access to some sort of money in this game this venture game Um, but setting yourself apart in that way is important so it's it's great to see that that was a takeaway from you and it's like a two-way street you know, it's not it's not just about getting into the deal. It's, it's about that relationship that hopefully lasts for, for years and maybe not just the one company. Maybe it's the next company as well. Exactly. Well, I really appreciate your time and I, I love what you're doing. Obviously, we invested in you, so we do love what you're doing. But I just think that it's just so thoughtful and um, it's just getting started. And I can't wait to see what happens next. Hopefully you'll come back and maybe a year or something and tell us how things are going.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for your support and, and for having me today. Um, we'll love to to join again. Um, I expect a lot of change over the next you know six to twelve months.
0: Amazing. So sporahealth.com, everybody check it out. Hey, it's Arlen. Thanks for listening to this episode. So I would love to keep up with you online. You can find me at ArlenWasHere on Instagram and on Twitter. That's A-R-L-A-N WasHere. I cannot wait to continue this conversation with you. Your First Million is produced by Anna Achenoa, Executive Producer, Arlen Hamilton. Associate producer Chacho Valades. Theme song is used by permission by the artist Tobe Nuigue.